0: One,
1: two, three. Oh crap! Koo. Hello, welcome to episode two point five of Q and A. I'm with my friend Amog Karwar again.
2: How you guys doing?
1: Yep. So what happened was um, we recorded an episode last Friday, just seven days ago, and my freaking iPhone ran out of storage. (laughs) So I told Amog, you know, we had so much good stuff. I really want to catch it on video. So Amog was nice enough to come and record another episode with me. And I I left one of my external mics at home. So I was freaking out that the audio is not going to work out. But everything is settled and we are good.
2: I feel like that's the roller coaster all of us go through these days. Yeah. You know, with all these self-tapes, I guarantee you, I'm assuming half your audience is probably actors or something like that.
1: Yes, half my audience, so that's like one
2: people. <laughs> Including me. <laughs> so it has to be two. But whatever, uh, all the fellow actors out there I know no. who use their iPhone at least, like me, we've... Gone through some sad, sad days where the iPhone just stops recording after. Oh. So once I once that issue happened, I knew I had to show up. You know what yo. I'm saying? I'm too empathetic to your cause. I've literally been oh. in those shoes. you know. So when you're self-taping, it's the right take. And mm.
1: like a girl that you think is cute texts you. Whew. PTSD, bro. Stop. PTSD and you're no longer talking to that girl. <laughs> Never was. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, interesting. Talking about actors, um, Amog is currently in the search of a new agent, Mm -hmm. commercial and theatrical. And um, you know, it's an exciting time, but there's a lot of factors to consider. So why don't we talk about some of your insights of how that's been going. Like um, what do you want? What is, who is your ideal agent? For either commercial, let's just say across the board. What's your ideal agent personality-wise, work ethic,
2: vibe? You know. Sure. Um, I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot, and for me, it comes to two things. Uh, first thing is my strengths need to complement theirs. Mm-hmm. And when I when I mean that, I mean like they should be able to like see my strengths and really be able to. Um, because they know me, they would be able to put me in better rooms or put me in a better situation to be successful. So somebody who actually understands me like that. And then the second thing is, right? somebody's totally different from me. Um, oh. And when I mean that, I mean not like personality-wise, I mean um, circumstance-wise. So for me, my circumstances, I'm relatively, what, two, 24 months in here. You know, like I took my iPhone headshots you know. in, in Washington, DC. You know? Literally two years ago this week, I saw in my Snapchat memories. Like, it, So basically, way. I need somebody who has been in the game for a minute. And um, all the naiveness that I have, I can't afford any more of that on this team. you know. So um, basically, you know, like when you're an NBA team, you're ready to win a championship, you call up the vets. I think that's something that I'm looking for. I'm looking for people who have been there, who've done that, and now that can show me the way.
1: Right. And for those of you who haven't, had any meetings yet you know it's let's go through that because you're meeting someone for the first time you usually have about five minutes at most you know Um, and also it's a in that short amount of time you're trying to figure out a huge you know like a partnership that that may or may not happen so there's a lot to think about so Amog how do you present yourself Because you want to make a good first impression. Like, do you want to be like really charming? Do you want to be very professional and kind of stoic? You know, do you want to be like, are you over friendly? Like, how do you present
2: yourself in these meetings? Um, I think, well, the work that I do before the meeting uh, kind of sets me up for the meeting. So So, you research. So yeah, include not only research, but like I know what I emailed them to set up the meeting. You know, I know that they already have my reel, I know they already have my headshots, they have seen my resume, they know what I've done. So, and the fact that they called me in for a meeting, I know for a fact they reviewed my materials at least. So when I walk into the room, I'm not as much of a salesperson. I'm more of just like, this is who I am. I know what you already, you've seen my product. You're calling me in because you like my product. Now let's just see if we're a good vibe. So um, I'm usually relaxed. I don't like go out of my way to be like, oh, do you see that? that, like, co in General Hospital. (laughs) You saw that, Uh, (laughs) you know? Like, I don't even bother even mentioning anything that I've done.
1: So it's, uh, for you, that's a great point. I didn't even think about it (laughs) like that. Your your thing is, okay, you've seen my stuff. You probably want me. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this meeting. Now we're just seeing if we'll be a good fit. So it's a vibe check.
2: Yeah, and I think it's very important to... Well, honestly, this is stuff that I'm learning on the fly as well. So for me... Um, I always, like, I I always throw my analogies back to sports because that's what I love. Um, but like picking your agent could really determine your future. Simple as that. And you want to make sure that you're picking the person and not the idea. Or like, for example, let's say we, we have a big agency, right? And I know we talked about this, like it's, it looks like a favorable thing to do and I would love to do it. Um, but at the same time, if the person, it just doesn't yeah. match with me, I'm yeah. not going to sacrifice yeah. just because yeah. of the name if this person That's doesn't true. get enough. Yeah. So, so going with that mindset of like, yes, I know that I'm trying to please them, but I want to make sure I'm happy too. Simple as that. Okay. What if, let's,
1: um, I'm curious, and I think the listeners... Which are your mom and your sister and myself <laughs> you know I'll be running this podcast on repeat <laughs> um, may I may we do a little improv scenario where I'll be like an agent you're interested in, and let's sure. say I'm like a mid tier agent, so I'm not really big, but I'm not boutique I'm like like in that middle area for sure, like I may be big someday, maybe in five years, ten years, who knows, but i'm I'm not just starting out either of course so let's say um, let's say it's an in-person meeting all right cool okay so um let's say we're at a, at a job uh, not a but juice we're at yeah we're at a Starbucks all right <coughs> okay and um, I'm an I'm a client I'm a agent who's interested I called up this meeting it's uh would you come right on time five minutes early Two
2: minutes late? I plan on being there at least five minutes early, but usually 15 minutes is is like the sweet spot for me. I want to be there 15 minutes early.
1: Okay, so I'm going to say five minutes before the meeting starts. Sure. All right, ready? And action wait wait tell, pause, pause, pause. <laughs> <laughs> you said
2: it's five minutes before the meeting starts or like yeah, what's five about? minutes before
1: because you said you'll probably see them five minutes before the meeting oh or you would you see them right tell the me time? what
2: the setting is where am i right now what's okay. the time what you time are are we in? i'm at a starbucks
1: table <laughs> okay it's quiet yeah i'm the only agent in there there's some and is
2: it time like did the meeting just start
1: no 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 no. it's fine i'm still waiting for you okay but it's five minutes before cool, the time cool, we cool, agreed cool. to meet copy okay Ready? So I'm walking in. So you're going to have to get my attention because I'm right. not expecting <clears throat> you for another five minutes. Sure, sure.
2: Okay. Um, Hey, excuse me, Mr. Koo? Oh, hi. Are you a mo? Yes, this is a mo. Oh, wow. Well, well, for- time out. Pause oh. again. Pause again. Wait. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they never pronounce my name right. And oh. this is something that I do want to mention okay. to everybody. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Um, um, that's I, a I great point. Because I feel like point. there's some people who would... Ha- I just, You know, I dab in the no, character. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's hold a on. great
1: point, And that's so true because I have my legal name is Han Kyo, and I know they're going to butcher it Exactly. So you're right cuz we that we want to see that how do you tell them you pronounce my name wrong cuz you don't want to embarrass them Of course. Like bro you set up a meeting and you can't even pronounce me you know
2: Mm -hmm. I get you. Good call. So just... Sorry. Just... Yeah. Going into that part, as soon as you say my name, I'm assuming you're saying a mog, a moog, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I just politely say, it's a moog. But at the same time, politely, but it's my... Well, let's 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 show them. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm
1: saying? Let's show them. Okay.
2: But yeah, at the same time, like you said, I don't want to make them feel like an asshole when I
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But
2: at the same time, I am who I am. No.
1: you. Well, you you have to... Yeah. Tell... They... (laughs) Your agent needs to
2: be able <laughs> to pronounce your name correctly. That, right is, that yeah.
1: has to be a deal breaker
2: for that sure. That being said, if they do pronounce my name right away correctly, it's <laughs> like a plus point for them. Oh. Like, it's just like, oh, you put some effort in.
1: So if there are any agents or managers listening to this, pronouncing your client's name correctly when you're meeting them for the first time, it's a plus.
2: Yeah, go out of the way, do your research.
1: Yeah, you don't want to go, you know. See, I don't know Jason Momoa and call pronounce it, you know, Jason Mamimi. You know, you just uh, lost Jason Momoa. I was Jason trying Momoa. to see where you
0: are gonna I, know, it. I, I was trying to pronounce him,
1: <laughs> trying to figure out a more foreign name, Momoa, Momoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All
2: right. Let's go, uh, go in this meeting. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, Mr. Koo? Oh, hey. Uh, Oh, uh, Amoog Karvar. It, it's Moog. Nice to meet you. Oh shoot! I'm sorry. Oh no! It's sorry okay. about totally that. Okay. Everybody messes it up. It actually rhymes with Vogue. Amoog Vogue. If that makes it easier for you. Oh okay. Yeah. Amoog Karvar. Exactly.
1: All right. I uh, <laughs> I feel, I got a good feeling about this Amogh. <laughs> All you, right. Thank you so much for your time. Of course. I'm so excited to meet you. I saw your stuff. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great. I think you're a great actor. I love your look. Uh, I think you have a very good personality, and I feel that magnetism in real life. I like it, Amon. I really, really really
2: appreciate that. Thank you.
1: Yeah. So what made you interested
2: in my agency, Uh, Ku Empire? The Ku Empire is actually uh, something that I learned about talking to people. Uh (laughs) So usually at this point, I would feel like Sorry, I keep breaking character. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. You're doing you're doing great.
2: I you seem so confident and so
1: relaxed. Yeah. I you you had a very fine balance of being confident but not smug or arrogant. Right. So that's I mean, that's honestly, good.
2: I feel like the meeting ends there. The the meeting right there like they know if they want you or not within the first 5 minutes.
1: They just wanted to see if you look like your headshots, exactly. if you were a cool guy, and, and
2: like you said, just your personality, your vibe. That's it, bro. Because like literally, like you said, you have five minutes. Those thirty seconds, forty seconds are just the introduction and the first little small talk you have. Oh, haha! I can have, I can have a conversation with this person. Obviously, they go into some more details, and I think that's mm. it personally. What do you feel on that?
1: I well. Um... I, I love how you process things so quickly, but I think you're absolutely on the ball. You're right. It's, um, they've seen your stuff at this point. They saw your resume. I think you're right. They just wanna see, do you look like your headshots? Cause you know, sometimes people don't. Do you seem like a cool guy? And it's a vibe check. Yeah, just- yeah you can get a, see, get a lot from just being with that person in person.
2: Yeah, and honestly, like to answer your like improv question, I would probably go into a situation where I would, um, because of my research, I would go on their IMDb Pro, I would look at all the clients that they represent, and if there's anyone I recognize over there, that's where I would name drop, like, oh, you've worked, um, you represent actually one of my close friends that I worked with on X Project, and they're like, oh, you know that person? Mm. And just the fact that like I've been in the same room with someone you're already representing, that's a huge boost.
1: yeah. That's a good... So if you have a friend... Now, would you tell that friend that you're meeting with them or would you not tell that friend?
2: So I have done that. uh, So this week, I've actually had a couple meetings that I got set up and I didn't know if my friend was even represented by them. Go through their client's list. I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. Reached out to them. Got some insight on the agent that way then. And I was like, yo this person's this, like, do you trust them? Do you think it's a good idea? And, like, did my own homework on them through, the, through my friends as well. So
1: you got the meeting first. Mm-hmm. You didn't message your friend and be like, hey, I'm thinking of contacting your agent.
2: You're That's saying, definitely um, yeah. a way to go as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that a lot of people have had success through friends who already are represented. Um, I just didn't have that kind of, uh, like, outstanding list of close buddies that I could be like, yo, call your agent yeah. real quick, get me in. So for me, it had to do it the other way. I had some
1: friends message me, um, I think with the intent of they want me to set up a meeting with one of my reps or something like that. Mm -hmm. But but I didn't because I haven't booked anything with them. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I don't want one of my reps to feel like... Because you don't want to say no to your Mm -hmm. client's friend's request to do a meeting. But it's also kind of like it puts them in an uncomfortable spot. But if I had booked something with them, I would have happily, you know, tried to set something up.
2: I see what you're saying. Like, you kind yeah. of feel like you're not worthy yeah, to even I'm get like, your, I, Yeah, I'm like, yeah. To, I, to tell your Exactly. Like, I felt, you know. I feel very similar. But that being said, dude, I wouldn't, I, I think that we got to change that. Because I feel the same way as you. I think we got to understand that, dude, people don't book for three years after getting represented. Like, literally. Do you believe that? My, but, my... but you booked after like three months. I got lucky. <laughs> that was that was one thing that I booked. You know, like out of uh, I've had numerous auditions from my manager. I through my manager, I have one booking. How many auditions would you say you got? I have a list right now. I think over a hundred. And that being said, mm. I'm not discouraged as much as I would think I would be. Uh, and oh, that's only because I've still been self-submitting and, and getting on set. If that wasn't happening, of course, it would be hurting. Um, yeah, but yeah, even though I, like, I feel like we should be able to help our friends out if we really wanted to, but that being said, the friend that's asking you should be as professional as possible. Like if I'm like, Hey Ryan, I need you to like maybe set up a meeting. I'm going to send you a formal email this with exactly uh... what I'm going to be reaching out your agent with. I'll be like, just so like, yo, this is what I'm thinking about sending. And if you look at it, you're like, Oh, this is actually a good package. I'd feel more comfortable sending it to my agent then be like, Oh, you're no, right. They did yeah. their work.
1: The people that asked me it was just kind of like like, Oh, I'm looking for a manager.
2: For no, me. and like that's there's nothing wrong with that. It takes it takes balls to ask somebody like, Yo, can right. you help me out? Right. So props to you, but like still. Yeah.
1: Well they didn't ask me. They implied <laughs> I think they were hoping I would say, Oh, you're looking for a manager, let me set you up a meeting with mine or something. It's like intimidating that. to
2: yeah. ask to bring up that conversation. It is.
1: It is. And um yeah, it's just it's tough i want to help out all my friends but yeah if I, I i just if they did presented an email like that i i totally think i would have done it you know because right. i'm like oh sh- yeah i'll just because that, at that point they're not saying do something for me they're saying hey can you just literally just send this to me or send it to them right and or, yeah.
2: another thing that i like in that situation i think an alternative solution for us would be like yo here's this contact information you send the email out yourself and on the bottom just be like hey by the way i'm yes. friends with this person yes yeah 100% would do that for sure like we don't need to be like i don't need to say it for you but you could reach out and just mention my name yeah
1: yeah 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 that happily happily for sure but if it's like hey can you meet with my friend i think that's when i feel a little (laughs) if especially since i didn't book anything with them that's when i would feel uncomfortable i think it's
2: because our relationships with our um representatives uh respected respective representatives <laughs> that's yeah. too many r's no rolls royces though but uh still like the relationship with our respective representatives right. yeah. isn't to the level where i feel comfortable enough just being like yeah. right what up homie i need i need to get my boy on board make it happen yeah. <laughs> like we're not there yet right right <laughs> maybe maybe in a couple months couple years yeah hopefully. that's true so
1: I, uh, this is a question I wanted to ask you from our last episode, but I forgot. Um, can you share your most, it could be like, like a most intense basketball game story, whether you, were hu- you hu- humiliated someone or you got humiliated, like a fun basketball game story, and I have one as well that I'll
2: share afterwards. Um, mine actually, my Hall of Fame moment came in intramural basketball in college. Oh, man, dude. Our team was stacked, so like, I consider myself like a pretty decent shooter, and I was probably the worst shooter on the team. But that being said, I had one game when I just pulled up on my team. You know, (laughs) I don't know, uh, I don't know where this came from, but uh, there's just this. I'm gonna talk about one play. Uh, I just, I don't know, I got a little crossover action with a step back and hit a three, and I got fouled. And um, the reason why I felt so cool is because somebody goes like, yo, he's Steph Curry on the sidelines. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and it was just one person that was watching the game, but it felt like a hall of fame. I was like, yeah, somebody called me Steph Curry. <laughs> How many points? Uh, like total in that game? Yeah. Shit, I, I, Right now, if I'm on camera, 50. Oh! <laughs>
1: if you score 50 points in an intramural game, they would recruit you probably to their basketball
2: team. No, I, I don't know how many. I don't think that they even kept score in intramural. I mean, they kept score, like, for the team score. I don't think we had a... Oh, stats? Unfortunately. Okay. In my head, like, I used to count my score, so I should know, but I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not above, like, 20. Not even 20 that game. Oh, you didn't even have twenty? No, but I just had that fire bucket.
1: Oh, so you just had like a crazy step I had back a three moment, okay. you
2: know? And somebody called me Steph. <laughs> right. And I made the free throw on the line after, so like that was the biggest thing. I suck at free throws, so the fact that I hit that, I was like, Oh, I suck at free throws too.
1: One of my <laughs> rec league games, like three weeks ago, I missed. I made one out of twelve, and we lost by like six. <laughs> so my free throws are horrible.
2: Yeah, Shaquille O'Koo. I know. <laughs>
1: Trash.
2: <laughs> Ryan O'Neal.
1: <laughs> Mine, embarrassing intram- uh Not intramurals. It was when I was in a high school basketball team. We had a guy on our own team, and we would play um, threes on the offseason in the springtime. He would grab your ding-dong <laughs> as he's boxing out like really hard (laughs) and on purpose like so many guys got mad at him but he didn't stop it wasn't because he he was gay or anything he was just crazy competitive yeah yeah yeah. i'm like bro it's a three-on-three game and like but he would literally like squeeze it as hard as he
2: can and i got i was so scared of him that's so funny because i know exactly the type of people that you're talking about yeah, that that exists in high school basketball a lot. Yeah. I, honestly it exists even at a professional level now. Oh, in the NBA? Yeah, dude, they they get away with some. Oh I shit.
1: did I saw one where um, I think it was Gary Payton uh the second. He put his finger up Jokic's butt. Did you see that? It wasn't even during the game. It was as Jokic was a uh, walking away. Uh uh-huh. I think it was just like a taunt. He put
2: his finger in his butt. That's so funny. Yeah. It's also messed up. I'm not I'm not like suggesting that's cool, but it's funny.
1: <laughs> what did you think about the Jokic Morris twin um scuffle?
2: Oh, that was dope, dude. I uh I ride with the Morris twins. Okay. I ride with the Morris twins because, you know, we had Marcus Morris on Boston, so I got love that's for right. him. Um I mean, I got hella respect for Jokic and the Jokic brothers. I would never mess with them. They're very scary. They
1: look like they're, yeah, like that Russian means, uh, mobsters. You,
2: you can't be, like, listen, we, we're not messing with no, no Philly people, right? Philly knows what's going on, so the Morris twins could hold it down. I don't care who. They could be facing, like, I don't know, Dracula, and they'll be chilling. Well,
1: or <laughs> do you think that Jokic's um, shoulder bump to Morris after the foul was justified or over the
2: top? In basketball, when it comes to that place, dude, a shoulder, who cares? Unless you don't throw, like, punches is, is when we get, like, yo, chill. You know, like, that's a little too much. But if you're just pushing someone around, doing all those shoulders, I'm, I'm cool with it, whatever. Have you ever gotten into a fight in high school basketball? Like during practice or in a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've never like, I'm not a fighter, but I am um, competitive, and I, uh, I think this goes back to like people pronounce my name wrong. I get really pissed off when someone like kind of tries to disrespect me in any type of way. So they would this they would mispronounce it on purpose to get you upset. I, I no, I'm just I'm not saying on the court. I'm just saying that's like a similar. Thing that comes up in me. Oh. Um, so, like, for example, someone on a basketball court's like, oh, the brown kid, I don't, I don't want to play with the brown kid, you know, like somebody else would. Have... And, like, that would really fire me up as a kid. And, like, for sure, like, they would always be like, oh, mismatch, mismatch, and, like, try to, like, a- attack me. And I'm pretty, uh, like, I take pride in my defense at this point almost. Yeah. Because I know I'm going to get people attacking me. So I was like, no, no, it's not going to happen and uh eventually things get chippy of course cuz like if somebody's going to try to attack me I'm very firm like I'm not going to take shit that's from nobody that's true yeah and that leads to altercations but no never like oh i'm going to beat the crap you know right. <laughs> like that where's
1: all the indian basketball players i feel like indian players usually play uh tennis mm-hmm. uh usually play actually that's all i can think of tennis Most of, all my Indian friends just play tennis. Really? Yeah, I don't really know any Indian friends that play baseball, basketball, especially not basketball, though. Mm. I rarely see Indian friends play basketball. Is is there a reason why?
2: Probably an East Coast thing, bro. Us East Coast hoopers, I know a lot of brown people that hoop in the East. I know a lot of brown people that play baseball, too. Pretty athletic. Um, One of my close friends is definitely in tennis, and I know a lot of people who are in tennis. I don't know. This is a stereotype that I'm stereotyping. <laughs> I think Indian people who play tennis are the educated ones. Like, like, ed- like, educated as in, like, they're super academic, probably get their master's degree, and they play tennis. Um, I think the people oh. who play basketball... Are a little bit more, or just thug uh, Indians? Uh, you know, the cool guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're a little cooler. We're a little bit more fun. Oh, I don't, I, I, that's just a, that's a. I, I'm gonna get hate on, but like that's just. I'm gonna throw it out there. No, no, you're
1: well. You're right. Most of my Indian, well, all of my Indian friends play tennis. I rarely have Indian friends that played basketball. So I was thinking, like, maybe basketball is not popular in India hmm. or something. I
2: mean, it probably isn't. But that being said, basketball was just the first sport that I picked up in third grade And when I moved back here from India. Um, basketball and baseball were my first two sports.
1: Is, is there any up-and-coming Indian basketball players that might make the NBA in the next... Not no? that I know of. I, I haven't been keeping up with it. The... Are there any prominent Indian basketball players in college? Oh, not even in college. I don't think so, no. See, that's what I mean. How come? Because Indian people, they're athletic.
2: Sure. They're tall. They're fast. They're... I, I... They're smart. It's the... It's, the, it's time. It's just gonna take some time, like I, like you said, basketball is not uh, represented well in India, um, to the point where like, now it's finally coming up. Like NBA has like some academies and stuff out there, so I'm sure they're grooming talent, but it's just gonna take some time. Mm.
1: Who's the most prolific Indian actor in Hollywood? Actor,
2: yeah. Oof. Well, the first one that comes to mind when I grew up was Rukh Khan. Shah Rukh Khan is, oh, my God. His name sounds familiar. Shah Rukh Khan, yeah, dude. He is, you got to look him up. What was he in? What's, like, one of his most famous roles or movies? Dude, he is such a big star that he's done, like, millions of roles. So uh, one of them was the, the old one that everybody loves is called, the acronym is DDLJ. And if you mention to anybody, any Indian, if you meet any Indian woman, maybe in her 20s, you drop the DDLJ title, they'd be like,
0: <gasps> Shah <Ruk? laughs>
2: you know, it's like, oh. it's like the heartthrob movie of like people growing up. It's um, like the Indian Brad Pitt. Dude, he's, yeah, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know who's bigger between Brad Pitt and Leonardo, but whoever the biggest dog is, that's the biggest dog. Is,
1: but oh, so he's like that in India though. It, has he found a lot of
2: success in Hollywood? I don't know if he's come to Hollywood as much.
1: Oh, so he's only strictly an in Indian film. Okay, okay, got um, it.
2: Yeah. At, least, at, at least, don't quote me on that. Like, sure, he might have made some cameos and stuff over here because he's literally a global sensation. So, like, people in Hollywood know him, for sure. He's, like, that big. But um, oh. I just don't know if he's if he's actually put work into becoming, like, a Hollywood figure. He's he's very content being the king of Bollywood. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a little older now. Um, definitely on, uh, like... The other side of his career but dude when he was running this thing he was running this thing
1: shara khan mm-hmm. that's a nice actor name too shara khan
2: yeah dang
1: <laughs>
2: what about dev patel is he popular in india dev patel i don't know about india i think dev patel i mean obviously i'm not in india so i don't know what's actually popping over there this is just off the top of my head um but i think that dev patel is definitely the international presence that brown people need and, and appreciate uh, because he's getting so much, uh, so much of what brown people and, and, and Asian people deserve. He's getting represent. He's representing people properly, and also he's uh, getting opportunities that are really exciting for people like me. Um, I forget the exact film that it was, but he was playing. He's portraying. dog? No, no, no. The one where he's portraying. Um, uh, he's portraying a white guy. David Copperfield, I think it was. Oh, interesting! The magician. No, that's not the magician, is it? No, David Blaine is what I'm thinking. (laughs) But it it was like a it was it was a little bit of a period piece, and uh, it was a little I don't know. It was it was just not a traditional brown person role, and it was amazing for me to see that because I'm like, dude, if he can do it. I can do it. I don't want to be boxed into one category, and this guy shows me that it's possible not to be boxed in. Him and Riz Ahmed both, um, Riz Ahmed, another brown guy who's who's yeah. who's breaking boundaries and really Sound a trailblazer in, yeah. in in what we're trying to do here. Was is he Indian too, Riz Ahmed? I don't think so. I think he might be Pakistani. Mm. He's British though, for sure. Um, sure.
1: I have a, I have kind of a sensitive-ish question. How do Indian people? Do they like being referred as Asians, or do they prefer to be
2: referred as like Indians? I'm totally indifferent. <laughs> okay. for, I'll speak for myself. I don't want to speak for all Indian people out there, but I, I was born thinking that I was gonna be referred to Asian. Okay. Yeah. Right. right. That's what I like. My understanding was like, oh, I'm I'm Asian because I'm Asia. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then people started identifying. Asians, as in, like, Koreans, Chinese, exactly. Japanese. Exactly, there's kind of, yeah. They, they they kind of separated it, and and now we're East Indian, South Asian. Like, that's what the breakdowns come under, right? Yeah, um, exactly. But nah, yeah. dude, like, for me, whenever I advertise myself, I explicitly just say Indian, because that's 100% my ethnicity, and also, there won't be any confusion for people who aren't mm. <laughs> Asian or Indian, so they, they don't expect something different. Yeah,
1: it's just, like, I I imagine that Like, if casting says, I need an Asian guy, Mm -hmm. some of them might be a little surprised if, like, an Indian guy walks in.
2: Sure. Because they're
1: probably thinking, like, it'll be a Chinese guy or, like, a Korean guy or something. That being
2: said, I, uh, to all my fellow Indian people out there, submit, submit to Asian roles, man. We are Asian. And, uh, If they don't feel like we belong, they won't call you in. Simple as that. But, like, by book, we are Asian, so I I own it, yeah.
1: How do you think Indian casting directors will feel if I submitted
2: myself for a Bollywood role? I think that Bollywood has room for everybody, bro. Bollywood is growing. Have you done a Bollywood project? (sighs) Nah. Do you want to? I would love to eventually. But that being said... um, there's a lot of things on my list. <laughs> I want to go on tour, you know. Yeah. I want to do theater. I, I just applied for, like, a play in, in, uh, in Boston for December to January. I was like, because that's, like, a low time for TV and movies. Maybe I could get one month where I could just do a play. It would be cool. Yeah. But uh back to Bollywood, dude, I would love it. I think Bollywood people are treated so well and they oh. get so much respect. Because Bollywood is, man, it's a religion out there. In, in India, like, I know growing up, my uncle, every Sunday, our entire family would go to the movies, no matter what. No matter, if nothing's out, we're watching whatever dropped. If it's good, bad, we don't care. Like, just a religion. Yeah, so definitely part of Bollywood would be huge for me.
1: Wow, looking forward to it. I think, do you know how to dance?
2: Oh, I got my Bollywood dance down, yeah. <laughs> we'll I've, I've danced at plenty of weddings. Um been choreographed with a bunch of people and like yeah, Indian Indian dancing is a lot of fun. Bollywood dancing is a lot of fun.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. Do I Do you dance? Uh, I'm trying to learn. Yeah. I was a a, a cheerleader in middle school for two years. My mom put me in it because she thought it was a hip hop dance team.
2: <laughs> but it was a Imagine team. that. What was your mom's reaction when she realized? Not not yours. I want your mom's reaction. I'm
1: pretty sure she still thinks it's a hip hop dance <laughs> yeah. team. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she ever found out the difference, but
2: but you were like, "Oh, there's cute girls here, so this works." <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it was a lot of fun. So I had so I had some coordination at a young age where. I could kind of do, well, choreo's comfy, but if, have you ever done commercial editions where they're like, I need you to dance for like 20 seconds, oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I get really uncomfortable. If it's choreo, I'm fine. Yeah. But if they're like, just move your body, how the music's making you feel, <laughs> I'm just like,
2: oh. Is that what you do? That's your dance? <laughs>
1: yeah, this, this is how it's making me feel, and they're like, okay, don't do that. Um, but yeah. What, do you, uh, what is your go-to dance move? I, oh, I, dude, I... Do you, do you do, like, the small, like, cool, like, you're in a club type thing? You know, or, or... Do you, like, go, like, full, like, pop and lock?
2: <laughs> Imagine, just like, oh! Because <laughs> sure that's what some people do if they know uh, how to do sure, it. For sure, but, um, well, first of all, I always put music in the background for those kinds of auditions, if they allow me to, unless they say explicitly, oh. don't put music on, always pick a song, and and Oh, then, that's smart! And then no. I just vibe to the song, and then that kind of sets my mood. So if the song goes hard... Then I'm going hard, but like if it's just like one of those Will Smith Hitch type songs, or I can just hit him with this, then why not? You know, like keep it cozy. Would you just do that for like twenty seconds straight? I would add some variation just so that they know that I got some. Uh, like for example, uh, like you know, like one uh, one of the moves where you just move your hands a little bit, you oh, get give, sure. give a little bit of this action. And they're like, oh, okay, you know, like he knows what he's doing. What if
1: what if I do something like this?
2: i think it depends where you what you're auditioning for (laughs) like a commercial just the regular happy commercial guy The man dude i know so many people i there are so many projects i could see that's perfect for okay what kind of project projects where they want you to be like where you look at the script and you get the commercial script and you're like okay the essence of this campaign is silly for sure i would hop into that why not I think it, again, you have to find the essence of the campaign, and then depending on that, that's a hundred percent of booking. One time, this I, right here, this booked
1: yeah. it. One time, I, I did this, and I went to the casting assistant behind the camera, and I pointed up my arm, telling her to hit it. But then she, she didn't. So I, I just stood there like this the whole time, and then she just turned off the music. No,
2: you did it. Yeah, I'm serious. No, you did not I danced
1: it. up to her. And then I pointed, but I don't think she knew. She
2: didn't know that you wanted her to yeah, do Yeah, I wanted her to do
1: this, so she just stood there. But I, I, I just doubled down, and I was like,
2: so. You got, you, man, you're so bold, and you're so confident, and I respect that. It's because...
1: I think, I don't know if it's because of confidence or boldness, it's just because I think... When I find that I'm really uncomfortable, it's better if I feel I make it more uncomfortable, I suppose. That usually makes me feel more comfortable, so that's why I do it. Uh Uh-huh. But it's like a self-defense mechanism.
2: It's it's a solid self-defense mechanism. It doesn't harm nobody, and everybody just smiles and giggles along the rest of the day, and everybody feels great. What's the worst addition you ever had? Worst audition?
1: Yeah, and I'm guessing it has to be in person. Um, self-tape,
2: you can control it. Yeah, my self-tape ones are lit because I do 100 takes and I pick whichever one's <gasps> fair. You kidding. No, I'm capping. I I, I, I've, I used to. 100% I used to. I'm not going to lie to you, but now I've gotten to the point where um, I treat them almost like they're in-person auditions. Right, and uh, yeah, yeah. Where, where I'm super, super prepared and I walk into my... We audition. I don't know if you're sponsored yet yep. by them, but you should. Oh, I'm be not sponsored. Sponsor. You, you.
1: I, I checked out their Instagram. You're in a lot of their pictures. Really? Your comment. Oh, you didn't
2: check. I. I mean, like I leave reviews for all my readers because yeah, they're yeah, amazing. yeah. Your reviews
1: pop up. Like, within, like, the first four rows, I saw, like, two of you. I
2: was like, oh, that's a moment. Because every single audition I go to, I go to We Auditions, so I was trying to plug them up, so they sponsor you, (laughs) you know. This is the best podcast (laughs) out there. Um, But, yeah, on that website, I get to work with other actors who read for me, and I don't want to waste their time. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that I'm learning, and and it kind of helps me get prepared for casting directors this way, too. Um, Because I don't know these actors I'm working with. I'm just clicking on a picture i'm like yeah, this guy, why not mm. then when i go into a room with a total stranger i'm like all right let's respect your time two two takes let's get out of here everybody's happy
1: i had one i use we edition and they're cool i had this one girl um that got really like defensive mm. like i was telling her like um I'm, she thought i'm like okay you want to just read through it and she's like sure i'm like okay so we just read through it and she's like, what did you think? I'm like, oh, can you uh, just go a little faster on this part and that part? And she's like, well, it's a read-through. You know you're supposed to go slow on a read-through. Ooh, and I'm like...
0: Who is it's getting hot in here. I'm like,
1: why did you ask? If you, <laughs> if you don't want me to tell you what it could be, what I, what would be better for my edition? Yeah. you know what I mean? But maybe she was just having a bad day. I don't know.
2: Yeah, yeah. Most, most people are pretty nice on there. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was nice. I just, maybe I, what was my tone or something? Maybe I had a face. Honestly, or
2: you come off that way, so it makes sense. I come off as a, <laughs> a douche. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you could read it faster over here, you dumb, <laughs> dumb person.
0: I don't like um,
2: okay. So, what was your worst audition? So, my worst audition, um, okay, this is actually kind of funny. Uh, this one was for this network. I'll tell you. I'll tell you off camera. I don't want to drop like their name because I don't oh. want to like bash anybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, of course. But it's like a network of actors, and uh, they invited me to come in and 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 read. And uh, this was the, literally my first audition in L.A. I moved in yesterday, oh. and they called me in. This is the middle of COVID. No one's doing in person at all, and uh, they're holding auditions literally in the middle of a park. Some kids playing baseball behind okay. me. Okay.
1: Interesting. Yeah. You know, yeah.
2: and. Uh, I like read, they sent me the script over, and I'm Ubering over, and I'm just reading the script. I'm like, okay, going to memorize everything. I got this, got this. And like, I spent maybe two hours trying to get it in. Nothing. I mean, no, no, no. Time out. It stuck. Like, I felt great sitting in the Uber, and then I was looking for them for like 20 minutes, and I couldn't find them in the park anywhere. That stress added on to me. Now I started forgetting my lines already. And then I eventually find the tent and they're like, Oh great, you're here. Let's uh let's go on with your audition. Totally, totally collapsed in terms of nothing came to my mind. I had zero recollection of any lines. I tried reading it and I uh, I tried doing the thing where like you're reading but you're still auditioning at the same time, you know. That didn't work. Nothing worked. They gave me three tries. No. Oh, and it just wouldn't would and then they're like can you just read it for us and I was like yeah I got it so I read the thing walked off still got it, the invite oh. to be a part of the thing. um that was really cool of them to do that I I declined anyways because oh, why why did you decline <laughs> I, I'll tell you later okay, in terms okay. of like it, it just it was didn't seem like a professional environment um, yep. so I was lucky yep. that that was my worst audition but that was such a good teaching tool for me because I was so nervous I was ill-prepared, I wouldn't say I was not prepared, but I just wasn't as, I didn't do a good job preparing, oh. I kind of just, like, read the lines and remembered them, rather than, yeah. like, really yeah, to yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, that's one thing I learned, too, uh, it is possible to over-prepare, and that can be your downfall, I had a commercial edition, super easy, literally one line, where it was literally, like, hey there, and I go into the edition, you know, I, everything is cool, like, I'm confident, they take my pictures, and whatnot, and they're like, okay, let's do it, and then they're like, oh, but now I want, we want you to say it as if you were, like, sad, but then in the script, I also say it when I'm happy, and that's how I rehearsed <laughs> it, but I overrehearsed it, oh. and my brain, it was so muscle memoryed in, when it came to me say my line, like, I kept stuttering, and it was just literally, like, two words, it was like, like hello. And,
0: and I, and, and when you I, get the jitters, yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know. it
1: was some like, oh, you can't over prepare either, because they might do something like that. Like, we want okay, we
2: want to hear it this way now, mm. and know, yeah, So that's exact. Like I just, just came, came from a meeting blowing. right now, and they had me do the exact same thing where I was like, oh, I'm gonna end this by saying blah blah blah, blah. and they're like, no, 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 it's supposed to be blah blah blah, and I was yeah. like, "Ah." Oh. <sighs> So I had to do it. And I was like, oh, blah, blah, she was like, yeah. And I was like, Ugh. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they probably do that. They might have uh, a way for you to say that is purposely uncomfortable mm-hmm. just to see if you could do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And, and honestly, the whole the whole point of being over-prepared is, is also intimidating. But, but dude, it's such a fine line. Yeah, it's fine, a fine line. line. And But it's always better to be
1: over-prepared. I think it's always better to be over-prepared than under-prepared. Yeah. Yeah. It's easier to... Take stuff out, I think, then put in stuff.
2: Bro, Kobe taught me best, man. I'm not scared on whenever I go to auditions anymore because I know I'm prepared. And you no. know that's all you've done, and no. that's what Kobe said. Shout out to Kobe. I'm a Celtics fan, but I respect him. <laughs> Be prepared. Every date I would,
1: I would read their uh, every date I had. I would do a background, Facebook stalking, Instagram, get to know. <laughs> Them. So when the, I already know, so I, I don't have to ask them where are you from. I just know, okay, so you were born here, you have two younger brothers. You know, your dog passed away last week. Her name was Fluffy. Mom, Fluffy. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't over prepare for dates. You sure?
2: You seem you, like you seem like a successful person, man. I, I would take
1: all your advice. You know, a lot of people say that they're surprised that I'm really bad with women. And I don't know if they're if they mean that or not, but I'm horrible with women.
2: I don't know if you're just saying that either.
1: I'm really bad you're with trying to women. Sell.
2: You're trying to sell clicks right now. You're trying to relate to the people. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm
1: serious. I had um I don't know I I I just uh, what do you think about... I'm wh- meant to be... A, I, some some men are meant to traverse this world alone. Mm. And I think I'm one of those men. I'm a one-man wolf pack.
2: So, I mean, I'm here, bro.
1: Are you... I could be your wolf pack. <laughs> but I want a female wolf. <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> here we are. Wait, are you... No, you're... In... Are you... Oh, are you... Are you interested in... Men and women or just men? or Oh, no, 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 I'm I'm only interested in women. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. I mean, not to say that's an issue if you were interested in men or anything. I just... Oh, no. I just... Well, I, I, I thought you... We talked about girls. so
2: I wasn't sure. Yeah. No, nah, dude. I, uh... That being said, I am super ally. Yes. Like, I, uh... I know Pride Month's over, but still respect Pride and I love it. And, uh... I told you something about my possible representation, so I'm excited. Ah! About it. I'm going to put you on the hot seat now. Uh-huh.
1: Dave Chappelle and his trans jokes. Mhm. What's your take? Oh man, this is going to get uh, Oh, wait. Do you think Let's just keep it to Dave Chappelle. Do you think he has the right as a stand-up comedian to make jokes about trans people? Or do you think hey, obviously the trans community don't want you to say that, so don't say it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What do you think, man? This is a tough one.
2: Um, I don't think it's that tough. I think that we got to understand that each community um, has their own sensitivities. I'm talking about Indian people, Chinese people, whatever people you want to talk about. If you, However you want to group people together, they'll have their sensitivities. Now, whether they take offense or not to you... Trying to attack those sensitivities is a choice. Um, so Russell Peters, one of my favorite comedians back He's in the awesome. day, be uh, a
1: man, love it. Do you know somebody gonna get yeah. Yeah, hurt real bad? Like oh, there's two ways we could have yeah.
2: taken it. I understand it's a brown person to make a brown person joke, so like it it's it, 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 it goes smooth, you know. But that being said, even if a white person made that joke at that point, I don't think I would have been affected in a negative way. I think I've seen a lot of people do Indian accents and, and, like, in a terrible way. Yeah. And, sure, I'll think it's stupid and this is ridiculous, but I understand the essence of the that it's a joke.
1: Yeah, and um, I'm so glad you said that. And this is something I wrestle with, too, but, yeah, and it's the essence. Like, what's the intention? Like, are they trying to be racist? Mm-hmm. But, you know... Most of the times, they hear an accent. You know, people that get upset at these things, they hear an accent, they hear you mention a race, a stereotype, and it's just, like, what the hell are you doing? What's wrong with you? Yeah, and, and you know? I think
2: that we need to um, just think about the fact that everything's a perspective, and they are totally right in being pissed off in, in their perspective. A hundred percent, dude. Like That's a good point. If uh, yeah. for, for them, they're like, listen, we're already going through shit as a people. You... Putting us on a joke makes us funny. And uh, although as a comedian, you don't mean anything, the people that you're speaking to, the people you're preaching to are just going to take that information and run with it and kind of start believing it a little bit. So there's definitely two perspectives to this whole thing. So I respect, no matter how you feel about it, like you have the right to feel that way. Um, Where I'm coming from is just the fact that um, I have... I have been the butt end of a joke, <laughs> numerous times, and uh, it, it, at the end of the day, people are going to be rude to you. People are going to be mean. It's just about how you respond. Simple as that.
1: I had a guy in my in my old improv group. We had a conversation at a Chinese restaurant. He is very um, he has very low tolerance for any jokes that regards to race, playing a big character, whatnot. So he was telling me that if even if you're Asian, you shouldn't be making Asian jokes because you're making jokes at the expense of uh, Asians, I suppose. Dude, he's got a point. He does, but when it came time to order... He ordered orange chicken, and he and I and I and he said, you know, which is kind of like a very stereotypical food, and I'm like, okay. And he's like, yeah, you know, I order orange chicken because at the end of the day, you know, if I want orange chicken, I'm gonna get orange chicken. I don't care what people think. Mm. So I thought that was interesting because, well, that's kind of, you just kind of argued against yourself. That's what you're saying. You know what I mean? So, it's
2: tough, but I don't know, man. I think it comes down to, uh, from a comedian's perspective, it comes down to integrity. If you are confident in your joke as in your intention, you know your intention, bro, leave it out there. And yeah. and honestly, yeah. if you get a response from people, negative or good, any media is good media. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's especially a, at yeah. this point in your career, and trust me, for every... 200 people that'll be pissed off at you. There'll be 200 people that yeah. are like, yo, that was dope. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. if your intentions are pure, obviously. It, no,
1: and they, uh, uh, yeah, that's so true. And that's honestly it, man. Like, I never, ever would make a joke with the intent of hurting someone. Yeah, But, right. you know, people are not gonna all see that. Like, no matter what I do... Even if I have like the 100% clean humor, there's going to be some people that's going to find something wrong with it and be mm. unhappy with it. So yeah, you're right. Might as well do what you want to do as long as your intentions are pure and if people are going to be pissed off at you, might as well have them be pissed off at you for you doing what you want to right. do. Than going back to, to the Dave them. Chappelle
2: thing, the reason why people um, supported him and hated on him, um, the hate, obvious, we know why. Uh, the support was actually because the story that he was telling about the transgender woman was a friend of his, and uh, yeah. it, and she she literally passed away. Yes. And uh, his intent of telling the joke was letting go and just letting the world in on this little personal experience that he had with this person, <laughs> sharing a good memory. So you saw that special? I love that special, man. Yeah, I, really I don't did. think.
1: Tr- uh, I think if the trans community saw that special, like the whole thing, because there are some moments where I'm like, ooh, that's that's pretty, that's going to cut deep. But at the end, I'm like, oh, wow, totally not what I was expecting. Uh Totally not what I was expecting, yeah.
2: Yeah, so that's why I think the intent kind of, so even when he was making all those crazy, like, oh, did he actually say that kind of jokes? In his face, if you pay attention, he doesn't think he's acting crazy. Yeah. He he's being genuine and, he, yeah. and he's just trying to keep it as raw as possible, right? Good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah,
1: and I think that I think Dave Chappelle really really doesn't mind if someone's trans or not. Sure. I think what he's trying to do right now, he, he's making a point, and that's that's what I see it at. Is he's saying like. You you should be able to make fun of yourself. You should be make. You should be able to say what you want to say, as a stand up comedian. And that's a very powerful stance. But I respect him because he's obviously being colored as this like trans hater. But I don't think he is. I think he's just like saying, okay, this has to stop, and I'm going to be that person who kind of is going to fight this cancel culture thing. So
2: I think he's taking a bullet for a lot
1: of <coughs> excuse me stand ups, yeah.
2: Respect to you, Dave, but at the same time, we should also respect everybody that that, that, that doesn't um, that doesn't necessarily respect what he's doing. Because at the same time, we gotta understand that they're going through stuff, bro. Um, yeah. The trans community has faced a lot of forget the trans community. Talk about any community. We've seen some serious, serious dog days coming up in America, you know? Yes. So, like, yes. the fact that we're finally on the other side, and then you, you, you almost get PTSD when someone makes, like, one of those jokes from back in the days. like, no. Oh. <laughs> I thought we were over it. So, like, <laughs> yeah, you do what you got to do, man. Just don't take anything to heart. Everybody's, everything's out of our control, so.
1: On a lighter topic, I've been listening to two podcast episodes now, Okay. and I don't like the sound of my voice, so I, mean, I want to hit you with some voices that I think would be more podcast suitable, yes, so tell me what you think, okay? All right. <clears throat> hey, this is Ryan. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> or, um... <clears throat> hey, this is Ryan. Welcome to my podcast. Ooh. Or how about um? hi, this is Ryan, and um this is my podcast.
2: <laughs> what do you think? Option A kind of remind me a little bit of Batman just a little bit, you know? Yeah. I, think, I think you could really lean into Batman a little bit more and make that like a whole character. This is
1: Batman's yeah. podcast.
2: Oh swear to me. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Um, two was actually like. I, I actually, like, for some reason, trust you <laughs> oh. when you speak in two. Yeah. Um, number three was entertaining. Okay. It was entertaining. I don't know how long it would stay entertaining for, you know? Yeah. Like, it might be short-lived, like, maybe only two lines ever in that Ever in your podcast with that voice, but
1: besides that, it's great. My regular voice, I don't like it. it sounds so clogged up, like I have like a like a piece of sandwich stuck in Nobody my mouth or something. Nobody freaking likes their voice, bro. I hate my voice. You have a really nice, cool, baritone voice. You think so? Very podcast suitable. Mine, it's Ooh. just, it feels so nasally.
2: Podcast. I, uh, I, I yeah. think your voice is fine, dude. dude. What if I
1: talk like this? Mm. Welcome to my podcast.
2: I think that you should try it one whole episode. Just, just take your time with it, and don't even tell the guests that you're gonna go into it. Have a great conversation with them in the room, like, "Hey, how you doing?" This? And then just get into character. <laughs> Tomorrow's <laughs> podcast interview, I'm interviewing
1: my friend Shekinah. I really hope I pronounced her name right. I don't you think you better that... do your research, yeah. bro. Are you kidding me? I think it's pronounced Shekinah. but I'm gonna talk like this the whole
2: Ooh. time. My new podcast voice. <laughs> I like yeah. it. You should probably th- maybe throw an accent in there instead. Oh. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, maybe a regular voice with the accent. Me, love you, wrong time. <laughs> like that? <laughs> <laughs> that was one, that questionable, but I'm down. <laughs> oh, wait. What kind of accent? Like a Korean accent? Uh, you don't have to even hit that. I was just going to say, have fun with it, bro. I, I think. I think. What if you dressed up as Cowboy? Oh. Cowboy Rye.
1: You know what I'm saying? My name's Cowboy Rye, you hooligans.
2: You know what I'm saying? Pull out the loop.
1: <laughs> this podcast ain't big enough for the two of us, Cowboy. <laughs>
2: cowboy.
1: <laughs> all right, well, we'll see.
2: That's awesome.
1: Well, the video is recorded all the way. Oh, thank God. The sound has been saved. Hamog is a champ. I'll probably release this maybe like down down the line, uh, but we have this. I think we have some awesome clips from this one. So, Amog,
2: where can we find you on the socials? Uh, you can find me at Amog Carwar on Instagram. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I'm just promoting myself right now. I don't got anything else to promote. But okay. yeah, hi. Okay. Yeah, Amog, check
1: him out on Insta. He could see, He has. He has. On, he was on General Hospital really cool dharmon videos and the army one that i saw recently
2: that uh looked really cool yeah there was there's uh a grunts life season two that you're talking about right that right. was awesome the 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 project that i'm very excited about right now is also before dawn cobble time um oh. yeah i worked with yes i saw you post
1: about that recently yeah, yeah. i worked
2: with this director named Tara motamedi and she is amazing bro it was such a pleasure being on that set so Check it out. That movie is available online for free. Where? Uh, I could post the link. <laughs> <on my channel. laughs> okay, we'll find if it. You just y'all. type in "before dawn couple time," <laughs> you will
1: find it. All right. Well, we'll see you next time, folks. I appreciate you.
2: Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> oh my bad. Gotcha. <laughs> One, two, three.
1: Oh crap, cool.